Alright, Ewa, how's it going, guys? Um, you're back with us for episode three of News with Brews. You're with Alex, Dan, and me, James. Well, boys, so we've got a uh, change of scenery this week. Come down the boozer. Been uh, letting to Lost and Found. Very kind. Thank you very much, Lost and Found, for letting us use a little private space. Yeah, we're on an away day this week. We're recording in the secret room in the Lost and Found. Cheers to all the guys here letting us record in here. Um, if you're interested, you can see the pictures where we are. If you want to book this room for yourselves, put some details in the bio later on. And uh, let's go, let's talk about this week's news. Yeah, just so everyone knows, that's Jammo, uh, is James, by the way. Not Brilliant. <laughs> Sorry, James, before we jump right back in that, I just want to say a huge thanks to all of the followers and all of the support we have received so far. I don't think any of us can quite believe the amount of uh, listens we've had, the amount of kind messages we've received through Instagram, through Facebook. So yeah, again, thank you to every single person that's taken the time out and listened to our pod so far. We hope you enjoy what's coming up. Now, let's get to it. Extinction Rebellion. So yeah, this is a group of uh, climate uh, activists that obviously we've talked about Greta. These guys are like so... Obviously, it's the same message, but their delivery is absurd. They're going about it, like, Nazi style. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it's been so heavily reported on all of the news. Um, Like, the roadblocks, those hilarious videos of them taking turns, like, shouting at stuff in the street. Was it, like, a a chicken or something? Or, like, I don't know what it was, but they were taking turns shouting in the street. They're blocking roads in London. Called absolute carnage. Of the two guys on top of the tube in London... Have you seen it? But standing on top. Standing on top of the tube in London. On the actual train? On the actual train, yeah. So obviously it's it's coming at a station, it's stopped, and there are thousands of people waiting to get on this tube, and there's two of the Extinction Rebellion, is what, what they call themselves, yeah. standing on top. So they're protesting about climate change and stuff like that. Obviously this is a really extreme bit that we were talking about with the vegans not long ago, it's obviously one extreme to the other. And all of the people that are waiting to get on the tube get so frustrated with the fact that now all the tubes are delayed. They're just try- it's in the morning, I think. They're just trying to get to work. And obviously, these guys are protesting climate change. So they climb on and drag them off and just beat the shit out of them. Brilliant. Yeah, I can understand why. But I 100% understand. Know, you know what? I agree with that. They Be- should do beating that. Beating the shit into them is one step too far, I think. Get them off. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, get them off. Fucking get them down. Yeah. No, it's less of that. Stop that. We've got places to go. Beating nah. the shit in terms of a bit like... Too much. No, nah, I, nah, I agree with the whole thing. See, you should rag them off. You uh, see what the, the, the point they're, they're trying to prove? They're trying to halt the trains. They're trying to halt traffic. That, the extension rebellion, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. They're trying to stop all these things. But it's not going to work. Because people still depend on this. On these systems like trains, cars, planes, whatever. If we're going to find other means of transport. It's going to be a long-term process. I think we should go back to horse and cart. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No way, man, no way. If you did have a horse, what would you name it? Frank. Like good horse names. Frank, Frank's horse pretty names. good. Frank? Yeah, Frank's a good name. You came up with a class one the other day. Did I? Yeah, you did. Frank. Frank the horse. Oh, shit, we were talking about it before. We were <laughs> Neymar. Neymar, yeah, yeah. Right, oh. so we're trying to think of pun names. Yeah, yeah it's always pun, it's yeah, always funny names. What what did right, I what did I come out with? Oh, I can't remember that. It's not punny. It was. It was really punny. Frank's not punny. What was he called? David Ney. David Ney. David Ney. David Ney. Was, like was, was it, was it David Ney? No, was it, you, you said one. And David, said, was it like David Hay? <laughs> David, David Hay. It was just David Hay. Yeah, but it's a yeah, but it's a double. 
Is it Double Barrel one? David he? Nay and Hay like in the same. Yeah, that's pretty good. The Naymaker. Yeah, fair. Yeah. The Haymaker. The Naymaker. The Haymaker. Mm. I don't know. Moving swiftly forward. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. That was horses. So, like I, I saw something online the other day about Extinction Rebellion. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I respect the what they're trying to achieve, but it was something. It was something sentimental, like the guy who invented the light bulb worked with a candle until it was done right so it's trying to put into into perspective that we're still gonna have to use all these old systems for a while until we get new ways of doing stuff yeah it's no. a good way of looking so at that's a really good way of looking at you can't at stop it in its tracks immediately because everything will go to shit you know it's got to be a gradual process yeah i i mean i understand uh, as you just said i understand what they're trying to do like i, I get the kind of message they're putting across but they're just going around the, the, like the wrong way about it for instance i think that they're becoming like they're just like an anarchist group, aren't they? It's, it's and like, extreme. Yeah. Have you seen they uh, they vandalised like a World War Two memorial, spray painted it, and yeah, it's pretty awful. Ba- yeah, I mean, what are they doing exactly. Like, that's like, horrendous. It's what a you lot do. of fr- anger and frustration, isn't it? And it's because they don't see any other way of making a change unless it's extreme. I think this goes back to what we said about vegans. Uh, you know, in that argument of the extreme and the extreme view. Well, actually. Well, sorry, what we did, like, round it off with is, like, if you tried to, um, instead of preaching veganism, implement it into people's normal lives, do you know what I mean? As in, instead of preaching, do this, do this, do this, do this, work with people, alter their lives slightly, then people can actually make adjustments. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're trying to aid the person that doesn't believe in any of this, it will change their mindset, which is what we spoke about before. Mm. Which I think, this is what you should do with this. Like, the Greta thing's really good. Uh, actually, she's been... She is a favourite to win the Nobel Peace, not Peace Prize. Yeah, no, yeah Nobel Prize. Yeah, yeah right. which is unbelievable. But yeah, sorry, back to these guys. Like, that's what they should do. They don't need to constantly climb on tubes, block roads, um, spray paint World War Two memorials and stuff like that. Like, it's outrageous. Like, again, try and I know what they say is uh, sorry. Their motto, which is actually what I found, is their motto is <laughs> Rebel for Life. So really? their whole, their yeah. whole, they're literally built on that. Yeah, is to rebel forever. That that's that, that's their motto mm. of their, their whole activist group. I actually pulled figures on this because I had a little bit of spare time and I was really passionate about these. I'm going to say it, cunts. Get the first oh. one out. There. Yeah, because I I feel really strongly about this. Cunts with values. I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> nah, fuck them. Like those tube workers that are trying to get to work. Yeah, but they they have halted thousands of people trying to get about their normal life, and in their protests, they've not impacted climate change in any way. They've not got their message out in any way. They've just made a thousand people live right there in that situation angry about what they're doing, and then they've made a lot of people watching it not more aware about climate change, angry at the group of them. I know, like, it doesn't matter, like. All journalism's good journalism. Bad press is good press. Whatever you still get your name out there, but I think that only works so far. With stuff like this, bad press is actually bad press. Hmm. Like no one's going to respect that group in this way. I yeah, agree with you. I agree with you to a point, right? Because you said it's only affecting the people that's there, but it does open eyes to it, and we're talking about it now because it happened. But we're not talking about how we can change to be more climate friendly, which is what in the end they want for everybody to view and everybody to We're talking to about their, their extreme ways of putting their message they, across. They are pulling it into the limelight though. I, I think yeah. I think how they're doing it is 
is a bit too much. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. But I think at the same time, it does make you sort of stand up and notice it. And people are talking about it. People are talking about them and the message they're trying to pull across. Even though it's causing shit for a lot of people. It's, it's, it's working because here we are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess so. We made the best podcast in town. Yeah, so. You nearly went as passionate about that as you did about VAR as well. So Yeah, yeah that's a cut back the passion. I was ready to <laughs> fucking explode. Right? Let loose, man. Get it all out. Get it all out. Let loose, man. Um, so, yeah, like I was saying, I was pulling the figures about this. So this month, the police have spent £21 million pounds on dealing with the Extinction Rebellion. As in pulling in extra police officers to deal with their protests. To put that in perspective, that's £21 million this month, that's £37 million this year. So they've spent more in one month than they have for the rest of the year on this, so they're well out of their budget. To put that even more perspective, knife crime gets £15 million a year to fight, but we've spent £37 million as taxpayers to stop protests, whereas knife crime gets £15 million. That's why I disagree with it, that's why I think it's wrong. And then, sorry, Further reading into it is that they've taken officers out of schools with high knife problems that where they have police presence in the schools and they do bag checks of people coming to schools, which I know is very extreme. And it's not an ideal picture of society, but it's useful. If it's reducing knife crime, then I'm all for it, even though it is not the nicest method to come to school and the police officers there. But they're pulling them out of schools to stop idiots protesting and dancing on the streets of, Lon- of London. So what, what they're doing is like moving a problem and you know what as a taxpayer and someone that pays for the police and pays into the system I don't, I, I'd rather the police be in the schools fighting knife crime and doing talks about knife crime there's also uh, they're pulling detectives so not frontline officers at this point detectives off active and open cases against like real murders stabbings all the crimes that me you or whoever could report theft everything like that they're pulling detectives off that to now put on the front line to support this. This is why the figure's so high, is that they're pulling all resources in to stop people protesting about a climate change. And then the last thing I've got to say on this, the, yeah, the bit is that the uh, commissioner of the police has now bring into parliament a new set of laws against protesting. So they're trying to make it illegal to, I think, protest in this, not in the street, or place things in the street. So you can protest in the street, but you can't put stuff, you can't bollard stuff down. That that will soon, and I think Parliament will pass it off as well yeah. because they have spent more than triple their budget for the year. Plus, that was a hundred and fifty percent over, like more spend than we are spending on knife crime. And as a citizen of England, I think that's a fucking joke. I agree with you on a lot of what you're saying, right? But in regards to the knife crime, yeah. So if they've pulled money out their ass, this extra whatever thirty million to deal with the protests, that means it was there for the knife crime anyway. I don't think nowhere near enough being done about that. But that's another topic altogether. Well, no, they've, they've, it's come out of that budget for knife crime and it's come out of the budget of all of the other police. That's what I'm saying. So all that money, the extra they've spent is overtime hours. So right, they've, cut, they've cut other areas yeah. okay. that they're trying to battle okay. against. So a whole rabbit hole I think is this government completely underfunds public services anyway. That's not the point I want to make now. The point I want to make now is you said they're going to pass legislation to reduce what you can do in a protest. It's a playing with fire if you're going to try and snuff out people's voice and if you're going to snuff out protests and people's abilities to protest and say what they think. It's a really dangerous game. Like, 
it's like borderline, it's crawling down that right wing path of like total control where people can't even have a voice towards it. Well, mm. I don't think it's that. Yeah. I think it's they're, they're putting these in place and the commissioners of the police has asked to put these in place because instead of us paying for police to be there, like if they make it illegal for them to pro- protest in that way, then we don't have to put the police there. Yeah, standing on, tube, being destructive, standing on trains and, and blocking the tube and interrupting people's lives. Yeah, I understand that part. Yes, yeah, yeah. it is extreme, like properly. With the amount of social media and like even us sitting around the table doing a podcast, it's so easy to get your voice out there. And I think, and, and to actually be heard, there is so many better ways to do it than causing all this disruption. I think it's a, it's embarrassing. Like really, really fucks me off. But it's like, look at the, the publicity they get compared to what we get, like gently promoting what we do. And then the instant sort of populi- the publicity spike they get by doing a mad stunt like that. That's what they're going for, you know? And it is, it's, it's absolutely too much. But these people are so angry and frustrated with the system and nothing's changing. They feel like it's necessary to, to do these extreme things. And they're not saying it's right, they're not justifying it, but you can sort of empathise with where they're coming from. Uh, going on from where we just were, to dive back in, <coughs> we were just talking about protests, so I think it's relevant to talk about everything that's going on in Catalonia right now. You've seen new stories and that from Barcelona, what's going on there? Uh, I've only seen little bits come up on BBC and Sky. To be honest, I've not really delved into it too deeply because I knew that you said that, I think it was the other week you wanted to talk about it as well. Yeah. Um, so when you take the lead, I'm sure I'll... 100,000 people marching in the streets. The people oh. of Catalonia screaming out for independence. I don't know if you've seen any videos of it. It's, it's actually insane. The police are like battering people and... There's a lot of stuff on fire at the moment. Yeah, there actually yeah. is. There's loads of shit. Right. It's probably even warmer in Barcelona now because we're fire. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, Bring of the heat. <laughs> um, I actually have seen a few videos. That's the only thing I've seen. I don't know really a lot about the protests or what they're protesting. So some insight would be wonderful. So Catalonia is or was its own country. It's got its own culture, its own language. Yeah, obviously it's part of Spain now. Yeah. Which the people there don't feel that it is. They feel like they're their own, they're their own people, their own culture completely. So this is them begging for independence. And they're not even directly screaming for independence. They're not saying give it to us now. All they're doing is they are, they want to vote. They want like a independence referendum, referendum. like Scotland had. Yeah. So they're not even saying give me, a f- give us fucking independence right now. They're just saying give us the choice. And I think that is. 100% right and they're well within their right to have a choice of whether to remain part of Spain or not when did they merge hundreds of years I think so I, why now I th- it's not just now it's, it's been an ongoing thing oh you know what yeah. I'm more logical with this than what I thought yeah yes yeah. yeah battling for yeah, I think since it started actually. yeah, they're, yeah, not, yeah. they're not happy they never have been it was a few years ago that it was started it was massive as well I'm sure it was that yeah. they, they started protesting and stuff like that yeah and there's bits in between where it seems to die down, but I'm, I'm sure it's just because it's whatever we get shown in the news. There's probably still ongoing stuff. But these people, they're marching quite peacefully at the minute. I know you said there's been fires, but there's so many people protesting. Yeah. And there's been relatively little sort of violence and trouble from them. But if you snuff out people's ability to decide 
or to even give them a choice of what they want, then you're asking for trouble, right? You're asking for it. You look at Ireland as an example, sort of IRA in Ireland. This is how extreme, this is the lengths people are willing to go to to get given the choice of what they want, and they feel so passionately about it. It hasn't happened in Spain yet, but it's a boiling pot, isn't it? You keep snuffing it out and not giving these people a choice. You're playing with absolute fires, it can be dangerous. And well, a literal fire by the sounds of it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 several little fires at the minute. Yeah. But you want a big fucking fire, there's 100,000 Catalonians <laughs> marching down the street. Do you know what the image pitch I have forks. in my head is that? Isn't yeah, there with like, yeah, really back in time <laughs> yeah. pitchforks with like the, like the handmade torches <laughs> marching down like Shrek? Whenever you see, do you know in The Simpsons, and they have a riot in there? <laughs> That's what I was thinking as well. Like somebody got a Xena. Like when they find a, a witch in the old villages. Fucking sniffing out. Yeah, that, that is 100% out. the image I have in my like head. Like Wicker Man. Like fucking Wicker Man. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly that. Who <laughs> in the can? Yeah. <laughs> the, um, so it all started off. It was fucking hundreds of years ago, man. 1644. After this major setback, some. Uh, 1644 Spanish forces had, been, had driven out the French and crushed Catalan forces and by 1652 Barcelona and most of Catalonia was un- under control of the monarchy of Spain um, Catalonia gained recognition of its rights, rights from the Spanish uh, Habsburg monarchy with a few exceptions like yeah that's basically it so it's been going on for hundreds of years but, but, but since 2010 there's been the growing support for Catalan people <coughs> get a fucking grip. Nine, sorry, sixteen, fourteen. Oh, fuck off immediately. I shouldn't have said anything. Oh, here he goes. Yeah, Go part three. Uh, who gave Dan the blue smarties this week? <laughs> sixteen. Too 14. many numbers. <laughs> sixteen, fourteen, and they're still not. Sixteen, forty-four. I mean, look at Scotland. You know, it's the same kind of thing. You said it was when, obviously, they took over and stuff like that. And well, the Spain monarch took over. Catalonia. Well, the French, the French had crushed Catalan forces. So basically, yeah. Catalonia looked for backup from Spain, and that's how they became underneath they under them. Spain's kind of using right. baguettes so as swords as well. So Spain, <laughs> so Spain came to Catalonia. Were on their allies. Yeah, and help them push back yeah. so they can keep whatever they had away from the French. Yeah, but right. obviously it fell under Spain's control. Well, yeah, because they just helped them. Mm. So what do you That's think? That's how it works. That's how the world what do you works. think? They should be given a choice. You agree with that? Yeah, they I, think, stay I think they should get a choice. Yeah, given the referendum, there's no point for violence and riots on the streets and all that bollocks. That's all they're asking for. They're yeah, asking for just a choice. give them what they want, man. I think yeah. this leads into what I say every single pod: the classic line of. Does it really matter? Do you know the type of people that want votes like this? That want to keep their heritage alive and want their independence and want who they want? And these are people that you like who are similar but who you wouldn't support. Support Nigel Farage? No. No. Right, but you're supporting the Catalans. What's the difference? What's the difference? Yeah, please indulge me. Nigel Farage. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, Nigel Farage, but his principles of what he actually wants. EDL, what's the difference? What's the difference between EDL and them wanting a vote and having only English people You're comparing English? Catalonia as a country to the EDL. Why not? (laughs) It's just a bit mad. Because this is like, this is like, right, for example, 
as a Welshman, yeah. I'd love it if Wales could get independent someday, right? Make our own decisions for our own people. I'm not saying everyone in Wales is saying, get the fuck out, all you English cunts. Because that's what the EDL says about foreign people. Yeah. Get out, you fucks. We don't want to do you. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the EDL. You're basing... The difference is the core values are different. It's not based on hate and racism and complete idiocy it's based on just these people just want to make their own decisions and they want their own culture and they want to be identified as as their own country and they have their own traditions you can't compare that to the EDL because England's got England makes its own decisions England runs itself and there's a private it's, culture it's there. a powerful country still like this we still have a say in a lot of things that we do we, and obviously we are you know to put it into context it would be like if Catalonian people were saying if everyone else from anywhere else in the world get out of our country they're not saying that they just want to run their own ship they just want to make their own decisions I think I like that yeah and I hope that they one day can get that choice yeah fair play because obviously I'm impartial to whether or not they're part of Spain but if that's what the people want, let them decide for themselves, for fuck's sake. I think it's mad. But yeah, also, yeah, EDL shit, Tarah, Kent. Farage yeah, as well, prick. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, let's just get this out. Yeah, yeah, fuck he's up. a fucking like, idiot. It's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is, it is. Pricks. Absolutely embarrassing. Completely. Well, I'm glad we cleared up that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I don't know, still a part of me thinks that, just get on with your life. The, okay, so the Real Madrid-Barcelona game got called off the other day. Yeah, Sorry. I did see yeah. that, yeah. Madness. Is that because of what's going on? Yeah, it's yeah. Not, they oh, deemed it unsafe. They deemed it unsafe. And so Barcelona is like the capital, capital of, of Catalonia, and then Madrid is capital, capital of, Spain. of Spain. That's why that okay. derby is so much more like, oh, passionate. I thought it was Ronaldo Messi. Yeah, that as well. Obviously, oh. that that's just another yeah. layer to the cake, like isn't it? No, no. layer no. cake, great. Layer. Yeah. Fucking class film. I love love Daniel wow. Craig. Best yeah. Bond. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, he's um, you know. I'm a bit biased towards Brosnan, to be honest. What? Oh, he's our bomb. He's cheesy. Yeah, he's great. Him, Sean Bean. Golden Eye is like. Golden Eye is amazing. Bastard, bastard. I am invincible. (laughs) That's the best scene ever. There's a French bastard in this mountain called Wolf. (laughs) Anyone that watches Sharp out there? Sharp. Love that. Nah, not a fan, boys. Bastard. Nah, not a fan of Sharp. Bastard. Really? I've seen all the bastard bits of it. Yeah. The Bastard Compilation. Yeah. If you haven't watched it's, it yet, get yourself on YouTube and have a look at the Sean Bean Bastard Compilation. It's the best thing you'll ever see. It's absolutely brilliant. It's like five minutes long. Just watch it while you're having a shit. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's great. Good. Yeah, give you a giggle. Ease the flow. <laughs> <laughs> a nice relaxed... Sp- uh, <laughs> a nice relaxed anus after giggling. A nice relaxed sphincter. Every chuckle you have to the word bastard. Straight out. doesn't touch your sides. So, did you see what um, laws got passed in Northern Ireland about abortion and same-sex marriage? Well, they're allowed to do it now. Yeah, it's been passed. So. Oh, that was oh, Northern Ireland. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, it's been yeah, it's decriminalised because it was still illegal to have an abortion yeah. and same-sex marriage in Northern Ireland and until today. It's just wait, about yeah. time, isn't it? Wait, wait, to be wait, wait, wait. Northern Ireland's one part of the United Kingdom. Yeah? yeah, 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 but they've got their own laws. Yeah. They have a say in part of what goes on there. They still have their own parliament and stuff, don't they? Okay. So, and obviously, we're, we did this years ago, whatever, the abortion, same-sex marriage, yeah. yeah. But they're doing it, they've done it now. Yeah. Okay. I think it's about time, to be honest. So. Okay, here he goes. Well, Tory it, mode. Well, no, this is <laughs> Tory mode. This is back to the Catalan thing. Yeah. 
Captain Conservative. This is back to the Catalan thing, though. Mm-hmm. So, if that like Northern Ireland are part of the United Kingdom, yeah, but they can still produce their own laws. Yeah, but there's certain things they can't change. There's a lot of things that Westminster is in charge of. Right. It's like so. It's um, there's a word I can't remember what the word is, but you is get bullshit? some powers get given. Like in Wales, you have the Welsh Assembly, which is like a dumbed down <laughs> government. <laughs> We get saying some things, budgets and shit, but ultimately Westminster, they get the final say. Just giggling because Jammer has just placed his Just pint hold down. your beer I'm in your hands. I'm so how heavy is your pint? I'm trying to point me, put my pint down and stop making that noise. I'm trying, pint to, pint, I'm trying to pint my put down and I just can't do it. I've had one and a half. Like, lit, well, that's not half, that's a sip. <laughs> I can't see. I can't see. <laughs> Vera, is that half a pint? But yeah. Thumbs up to that. Fair play, Northern Ireland. It's about time. Well done. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for getting with the fucking times. I'm on the Irish. Fucking up, up the Irish. The men taking the pill instead of females having oh, You know what? I did read a little bit of this. Uh, today, I think it was. Yeah, I agree. If people want to do a men, like if it is a men, like go on the pill as well as women. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. It just makes sense. Like, I, I be, can see why not. It, it, unless yeah. there's going to be like crazy side effects, because <laughs> like the, the people at the autism drum grow boobs, grow tits. <laughs> yeah. But we don't have to worry about that. We've already got a pair, haven't we? Yeah, exactly, yeah. mate. So, yeah. by the way, they are for sale, Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> a lot less, a lot fucking cheaper than sixteen billion as well. I give you three billion per tit. <laughs> no problem. Easy, easy. Uh, Boris Johnson's bill has passed through Commons. Uh, I just do, now. I've just read just otherwise. Just now. I've read otherwise. I've read it hasn't. Oh, really? I've read that they've disagreed to the yeah. extension. Oh, that's because I'm reading The Sun. Oh, <laughs> the fucking <laughs> Sun. That, that infamous newspaper. I was reading this with The Sun to look to get some research for us to chat about. Yeah. And one of the first headlines to come up with was, my boyfriend was cheating on me for two years, which broke me, so I decided to shag his best friend instead. And I was like... Actually, that's quite interesting, you know. <laughs> that is fucking horrendous. <laughs> Retribution. I was trying to put myself in to any of those people's shoes, and I was like, "Fucking hell, what is going on there?" Jeremy Kyle's not around anymore to sort it out. What the fuck's going to happen? Yeah, big Jesus K. What would you do if your girlfriend cheated on you with, with your best friend? Disown them both. Disown them. Yeah, it's quite tame, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I didn't want to be the first person to say on the pod that, I'm as we were talking about that, that calculated guy yesterday, uh, last week the, with the McDonald's, I would be that calculated guy. I would be that serial kid. You'd never see him again. I'd bring misery upon Ooh, their whole life. That's a bit of a Joseph Fritz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get in the basement. Yeah, you're down there for 20 yeah, years. Then I'll fuck you. Get in the cupboard. <laughs> get in the van. I'm not saying. Well, smell this. You'll get in the van. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. So. Speaking of getting in the van, <laughs> it's going to release the good things. Come on. <laughs> so, apparently, I think this is a joke. I don't know where I've seen this. Don't quote me on it. It's could be bollocks, right? One in three ice cream men are paedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go that. What? You can because guess what, right? My dad. <laughs> guess what? <laughs> my dad worked as an ice cream man for a, while, a long time. Oh. Also, my best friend, right? Greg, you know who you are. His friend, my <laughs> friend from home, me <laughs> fucking nonce, son of a nonce. <laughs> His dad and his uncle are both ice cream men. Right, so, so you know of three. Of, one of those three have got. You know three ice cream men. I know my money's on Greg. Sorry, Mush. <laughs> <laughs> I 
if you, if you want to start a new pod about well, you d- talking about your horrible upbringing. No, my, my dad's a fucking legend, right? I, actually. So he didn't touch your penis? That's for the next week's pod, maybe. <laughs> so, we, he fucking, I was walking home from school with my mate once, and a uh, fucking ice cream man pulls up, yeah? With green sleeves, you know? Fucking praise the jingle. Yeah. And my mate Ashley turns to me and he goes, Ah, oh, who the fuck could want to be an ice cream man, innit? So, the window opens, my dad pops his head and says, All right, son! How's it going? <laughs> All right, away! I was, like, I was like, Oh, yeah, that's my dad. <laughs> it's fucking great! <laughs> Like a free 99 or 69, <laughs> depending on which one of them is the nonce. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's probably a bullshit it's fact. It's cheaper if you get in the van, incredible, yeah, absolutely. Spend five minutes in here, free ice only. Yeah, perfect. I give you a free mini milk. <laughs> mini milk. <laughs> I love a mini milk. Oh my God. Probably not in the same sense that you no, love a mini no, milk. Not, yeah. oh, see, before this whole ice cream thing, I actually had something serious to say. Completely gone. Completely. Head's gone, mate. Yeah. Head is gone. Yeah, because there's a 33% chance of my dad's a nonce. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Indian school, the teachers in the school. <laughs> what did they say, Jan? <laughs> Please, Alan. They, what sent, did they, say? they sent the kids over for school. They had an exam the next day and they told them to bring a cardboard box in big enough to put over their head so they could put the box over their head to prevent them cheating in the exam. But on that... What are they playing at? Yeah, what are they playing at? I did do a little bit of research into this. So the kids actually brought in their own boxes to prevent themselves from cheating. So they were asked... No, sorry, not they were asked. They were they were told that during their exam they'd be having boxes on their head to prevent cheating. Um, so the kids actually went home, cut out the front bit, and then every single one brought in their own box. Like, the photo is brilliant because obviously the branding on all of the different boxes. That's amazing. Have you never been to a bring your own box courier? <laughs> oh no, it's, it's bring your own booze. It's bring your own booze, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry. yeah. I think now we'll be bring your own box. I thought that's what BYOB stood for. Yeah, bring, bring your, your own, own box. box. <laughs> 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 I went, last time I went down to Taj Mahal for a Kima Naan, it was B- BYOB, brought me own box. Taj Mahal for a Kima Naan. It's just shit courier, it's a dining great bar. <laughs> Yeah, I went down there for a fucking Peshwari nan with a box on my head. <laughs> Couldn't see what the guy next to me was eating, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Biryani everywhere. <laughs> All in my box, like... Just, I just can't get the fork for the cardboard. I mean, that's where you, that's where you made yeah, You didn't cut out the hole in the front to be able to eat through it. <laughs> the whole box on the head thing. It's quite clever. And I'm hoping... That it was tongue-in-cheek from this teacher, right? Like, surely his class have been fucking around, and he said, Do you know what? All you fuckers can wear a box on your head tomorrow. That's what I'm thinking. I'm That's thinking, like an ultimate show of power, Yeah, it? and it's funny. What, you lot? Box on your head tomorrow. They all come in, box on your head. Yeah. He's like, hang on a minute. I could really fucking start something off here. Yeah, and surely they're laughing yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, tomorrow, I want you to bring in your dad's shoelaces. <laughs> What? Yeah. And your mum's jewellery as well. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe maybe your dad's bank details? Yeah. Shamima Begum is a... She's at risk of death after losing her UK citizenship. So, yeah, she's she's apparently at real risk of torture or death, the courts has heard. Right. 
I think we're going to have conflicting views on this. So do I. Aye. Well, that's why I'm always the man in the middle. Because I think Dan says leave it to rot and I'll have a different view on it. Let's just go straight in for it. Yeah, let's. Yeah, what, absolutely. What do you think? Fucker, leave it to rot. Don't live in this country. We've provided everything for you. She then decides to go over and fight for ISIS. Leaves the UK to fight for ISIS, who, who are betrayed by the media as our biggest nemesis, I guess, at the moment, or rivals, or whoever. The biggest it threat to our national security. All right. Well, that's a better way Powerful. of saying it. Yeah. yeah. Powerful analogy. And she's going yeah. to fight for them. So her trying to get back in the country, fucker. Absolutely, <laughs> she shouldn't be allowed back in this country. She should have had her citizenship shipped. She should die. <laughs> and I agree. Yeah, and you know what? I will not edit that out because That's I agree. Dan with that. didn't bring back the death sentence. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, Tor- for someone like that. Tory views. Yeah, conservative Tor- Dan. Yeah, conservative Dan. Fucking kill the fucker. As you can hear, he's not very conservative. <laughs> Here's my opinion. Yeah. On the whole situation, right? If it's she shouldn't die, then I don't want to hear. Right. Okay. Maybe we can add death in there somewhere, keep you happy. So, this girl, 15, when she left. She's now 20. She's now 20. 15 year old girl, vulnerable, right? Brought up in what looks like already a very religious household, right? Supported by us. Yeah, supported by us, okay. There we go. She probably easily manipulated, 15 year old, hasn't got her head screwed on. Alright, she's been manipulated, she's gone out there, she's made a decision. Which is fucking stupid. There's no justifying it. She's a complete fucking idiot. Yeah, she's a twat. She's probably got mental issues, right? Big time, if she thinks that's the right thing to do. I think that's an easy cop-out, but yeah. Yeah, cop-out, but let me finish my point first, right? So, yeah, she's gone out there. She's realised, what the fuck have I done? All the shit that's happened, everyone knows what's happened. She's lost a kid out there. She's in a fucking refugee camp. She's at risk of a death sentence, I heard, out there. Yeah. She tried to come back to the UK. What I think is right, is the right thing to do, is to bring her back here <sighs> and mad. let her stand trial like any other criminal would. But she's not country. a citizen now, so she's not and she's not under our care. Or yeah, so I'm or saying with us to stand trial. Revoking her citizenship was It's done wrong. already. No, it's no, it is. no it She committed not. the crime as a UK citizen. I th- I feel like she should be. She should come back and stand trial here. I'm not condoning death sentence is something done. that we got rid of such a long time. We ago. abolished that yeah. years ago. We shouldn't bring that back. And I'm not saying bring that back, but she's not a citizen anymore. Also, she's not part when of there the was, UK. When her child was a part of it, somebody who didn't have a, a choice in any of this, they should have allowed the child safe passage home and her to be put on trial. That's what I think, and I think that's the right. I thing think to do. her child safe passage. We can't. Is something that I agree with. Well, it's dead. But the whole thing about the UK and you know this. It's basically the Farage thing again. Like we're saying that we can't bring her back in because now she's not a UK citizen, so fuck her. No, but that's, how not, about, that's not why about, she's not coming back in. It's because, like you just said, she's a she went to work with the group as a national threat to the UK, to England. Like that's the reason she can't come back. In. That's the reason she lost her citizenship. If she wasn't or didn't join that group or didn't plot against the UK to bring terror and kill UK citizens. Or anybody, you're not even UK citizens. Anybody that is currently residing in the UK. Imagine if she brought a plot back and bombed like, and killed a hundred people. Yeah, but she wouldn't get that it, chance because she'd be put in jail for the rest of her life or in some kind of mental institution. And well, she just, be in a mental just to give you like killed. a ridiculously extreme example, right? 
this just come to the top of my head now. Someone like Rolf Harris, yeah? Yeah. Fucking molesting paedophile scumbag, yeah? Well, the signs were there, weren't they, really? Yeah, two absolutely. little boys have two little toys. Each have a wooden horse. Yeah, wooden you know, horse. What kind yeah. of toys are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, what kind of wood are we talking uh, about, Rolf? This, this fucking wanker <clears throat> yeah. has been put in, like, the cushiest little jail. I don't agree with that. He's, like, in a fucking hotel. So why shouldn't we kill him? Why, what's the difference between this fucking pedo yeah. and this girl who's gone over there to be some like fucking wife of some crazy extremist she, you know I think I think it's ridiculous to say that she should be killed get her back stand trial make an example of her and it's not the, I think the wrong thing to do was get rid of them especially when she had a kid but, there's a huge difference between someone touching kids and someone joining a movement that threats the UK and huh. has previously took part in bombing the UK and causing a threat against you and killing people within the UK. No, I, mean, I think there's a huge difference I don't, there. I don't think there is. I think touching kids is way up there as well. I don't, you killing can't, innocent people. Yeah. They're ruining lives can't. as much. Yeah, I, I am not condoning yeah. that at all. Not one bit. And it is... Nobody horrible. said he was. <laughs> but, but I'm but saying on, that is on. a difference. There is, a, there is still a difference. Like death and mental trauma, is a, there is a difference. Yeah. Mental trauma, you can get help for. You can't get help for death. You're dead. Do you know what I mean? The, the people that she could have possibly... I'm not saying she did, but she went over there with the intention to aid ISIS. And if she at some point was part of a plan that ended up killing people in the UK, then, yeah, she should never be brought back. But the fact that okay. she went over there, we don't know what happened over there. We have no intel of what she did or what she didn't do. She could have gone over there and just been a housewife and no one knew, but you don't know. Okay. And I'm sorry, you don't... For me, you don't, you don't take that lightly. Someone's making that choice. They're still making that choice. Whether they're 15 or not, they have made that choice. Yeah, and I'm fair. sorry, but they should not come back to the UK. So we've got contrasting ideas in this. But, yeah. like, take nothing away from it. I still think that well, I think we agree she with, should have been punished. Yeah. Like, we put agree in a with cage that. for the rest of her life, yeah. whatever. Jamo, what's, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with, I agree with you. Okay. Alex, Mad. about the... Should bring her back and stand trial or whatever else. I think just killing someone out and out, you never know. I mean, I, we're not, I think we're, it's all, we're not killing that yeah, person. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I know but, but I think bringing them back and hearing, let's hear what's going on. If she was brought back, she'd be dead anyway. She could have information. Maybe use her well. for intel on the enemy as well. You can, you can, you could get an awful lot out of her. You can find out where people are located. You can find out where things are happening, what plans they've got, whatever. You can get contacts. You can get you in. You know, we can use her as an advantage to aid. Um, our homeland. And I think she would tell you that just to get safe passage and not produce anything useful. Yeah, but and you pass passage into jail. Yeah, you know? keep, keep her in jail. Look, there's nothing wrong with with you know. If she leads you up the garden path, then she leads you up the garden path. But it's better than nothing. <laughs> Straight to the shed. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, she yeah. should be killed. Get the yeah. Fucking pitchfork out. Early bird gets the worm. The early worm gets caught by the bird. Well, there you go then. Yeah. So why would you want to be the early early worm? Anyway. <laughs> wow, riddling out. Yeah, so we've cleared Can't that me. up, yeah. Well, yeah, yes, okay. obviously, yeah, very different views on that. And I'm sure everyone's got a different view. Uh, let us know what you think, if you've got, if you agree with us, if you think we're wrong, or if there's anything else you'd suggest we should have done, just give us a shout. Yeah, shout. let us know. I'd actually be interested. I'm sure I don't stand alone and feel like she should be left to death. This week we wanted to discuss the most embarrassing stories that's happened to us. We're each going to give you, in our opinions, 
a story at what we think is probably the worst thing that's happened in our lives to us. So this story dates back to my first year in university. I was in Aston Uni, living on campus, and there was like a night out in the Union, right? Just standard night out, nothing special. I was quite bollocks. I was just fucking steaming, to be honest. And Inebriated. Yeah, inebriated, lovely. And all the boys had left, I was there by myself, so I thought, fuck this, I'm going to walk back to the flat, all on campus. Nice friends, that. Yeah, you know, it's like, we're all absolutely monged. I, I walked back to the flat, and I saw one of my mates, Chris, if you're listening, yeah. I saw him having some grief off, like, three guys, three big guys. Uh, they turned out to be Russians. Doesn't really matter, but anyway, it's a funny yeah, part of the story. I saw him having a bit of shit. I went back up to my flat, and then took all my clothes off, and went into my bed. And then I sort of had a like an epiphany in my head of like, hang on a second, yeah. I can't just leave my mate down there. I've done the wrong thing, yeah. Yeah, your moral compass. Yeah, it kicked in. My yeah. conscience kicked in. So I went back downstairs without the clothes. So I was bollock naked and I walked back outside my flat where these guys were, right? And I opened the door. <laughs> and I was like, you know, what the fuck's going on here? Cut it out. Come on, boys. No need for this. You know, trying to diffuse it. And one of the Russian guys looked me up and down, like, looked at my schlong up and down. <laughs> and he shouted something in my face, like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, I, I feel like he was insulted that I was naked. Probably. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It was a pretty sight, like. <laughs> and uh, he put his cigarette out on my chest. <gasps> what? Smacked me in the face. What? Right, so me and my friend, me being naked, had mm-hmm. a fight with three Russian guys. You know, fists were flying wherever. I think I managed to get one good hit in, like full windmill. Sometimes that's what all you want. <laughs> yeah. One good hit. I definitely come out worse for wear, like a bit of blood in the face, whatever. All it, it all ended, I walked back upstairs naked, a bit bloody, a bit flustered, <laughs> in a bit of a pickle, shall we say. Police got involved. Um, police got involved. They come upstairs, they interviewed us like six in the morning. Sorry, were you still naked at this point? No, I put my pants on in, and my oh. dressing gown as well, actually. <laughs> Cup of tea, couple yeah. of, <laughs> a pair of slippers, yeah. a couple of digestives, you know. <laughs> uh, and I don't know why. I don't know why it didn't just end there. It's it's like six, seven years ago now. It's, I don't know why we didn't just end it. It escalated and escalated till it ended up going to court. What? Because apparently these Russian guys were causing shit for other people on campus as well. So the uni tried to push us to take them to court so we could get them kicked out of uni because they were causing shit for people. So I was like, yeah, right. Didn't really know what I was getting myself into here, right? So then me and my friend, Chris, his name was, we had to appear in magistrate's court, right? This is where the embarrassment... The naked fight is one thing, but this is where it just gets a whole fucking lot worse, right? Magistrate's court, just to give you an idea of my club, I wore my Swansea City top <laughs> to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your go-to to wear for court, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I got my football kit on. Ma'am, I, I need to look smart for court tomorrow, so can I get my Swansea City shirt on? Oh, I didn't tell my parents. <laughs> well, they know now. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, Sorry, ma'am. Someone's got a cat at the bag. And uh, according to court, obviously, like, the Russians were there. <laughs> Stood up on the podium and they asked the magistrates. <sighs> what I didn't realise was that there was going to be CCTV footage. And... <laughs> And there's CCTV footage of me walking down from my room, down the stairs, 
you can literally see ass cheeks, schlongs flapping about. You, you go outside, you see the whole thing on camera, me getting punched, you know, you can literally see everything. The schlong is doing the helicopter as I'm, as I'm getting smacked. <laughs> and I'm standing there in front of the people, the Russian guys, my friends. I have to answer questions. And the magistrates looking at me, the three of them looking at me like, you stupid cunt. <laughs> And I think that's the single most embarrassing moment of my life is watching my own naked ass get beat down <laughs> on the telly in court. I remember going to see um, Some 41. Having a really good time, I went with a good friend of mine. Um, Lewis, welcome. I know you're listening. I thought I was being a lad. I was standing at the bar just like necking pints, necking pints, necking pints. And you know when you go out, and there's those times where like, you feel like you're just not getting drunk. It doesn't matter how much you drink, you feel sober. Or you, it doesn't matter how quickly you knock them back, you don't feel any different whatsoever. Obviously it wasn't the fact there was a unbelievable Irish girl the other side of the bar that kept giving me beer. So I was trying to show off, plus I didn't feel like I was getting drunk, so I was necking pint after pint after pint. So after the gig, uh, my friend leaves me at that point and I'm like, I'm not ready to go home yet. I think it all kicked in at that point. Like, I was smashed. I, I like, you know, you go outside, uh, that fresh air hits, hits you. Yeah, and you're just like, oh no, well, I'm in trouble here. Uh, text a couple of friends and go to meet them at another club. So when I meet them, all I remember is leaving this first place. Um, <laughs> arrived at this other club. I don't really remember how I got there or any of that in between. I sort of remember waiting in the queue and getting in and then seeing my friend who I was uh, text that I was meeting there. Don't really remember anything after that. Remember about probably half an hour in, like my girlfriend at the time, she was at work. I saw her sister in this club. I remember seeing her and her friends and stuff. But being that drunk, I didn't, I don't I think I was asking for where my girlfriend was at that point because I thought she was there. You know when you're out of your mind and nothing makes sense. But then after that, the next memory I have is me using my house keys and trying to get into a house and the key's not working. Then I think blackout for another five minutes or so, a door opens and I was at, uh, well, it was my girlfriend's parents who let me in. And I was like, oh, well, that's why my house keys don't work because obviously I don't live there. So they let me in. They explained to me that my girlfriend was still at work. She's not due back at home yet. Uh, I then remember Walking past them in their hallway, not really thinking that they're there, getting completely bollock naked, like as if they're not there, as if I'm at my own house. You know, when you're that drunk, you just take all your clothes off, just kicking everything off. Yeah, boxes hanging off the sink and all sorts. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. throwing it, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. parading around like it doesn't matter. Um, walking into their living room, thinking at that point, I think I was that drunk. I thought it was my own bed. Walk into their living room, completely bollock naked, and just get on the couch and fall asleep. And that is the last of my memory of that night. So, <laughs> the following bits I don't remember, but have been explained to me, um, well, by my girlfriend at the point, and her parents. Apparently, I shit all <laughs> over her sofa. <laughs> like, all over. Oh, you do, you um, can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome, mate. Cheeky bread. Oh, that's, that is... Painful, you you isn't curled it? one out on your girlfriend's sofa. Oh, he's popped Apparently a McFlurry so. on the coach. It's, this bit's very important. The chocolate twirl. <laughs> Iced gem. Aero mousse <laughs> on the couch. This was quite important. So the next memory I have is me waking up in their spare room in a dressing gown. 
apparently, after I shit all over her couch, her dad threw out the couch. <laughs> her dad also Set shot fire to on it. the couch. Fireworks everywhere. Her dad, who, still to point, is a lovely man. Uh, apparently, he took me into the shower to shower the shit off my legs, oh, my you. back, and my ass because I couldn't possibly sleep oh. in shit. So, bear in mind at this point, I've gone to my girlfriend's house, it's not there. Her parents have let me in. I've shit all over their couch. Her dad has showered me down, putted me in a, a dressing gown, and then just put me to bed. I had no recollection of, I still don't have any recollection of any of this. That's horrible, mate. So I wake up in the morning in the spare room in this dressing gown, thinking like, all right, what's going on here? Like, where am I? You when you wake up, you're obviously still drunk. If you're not. Yeah, and you're just like, where am I? What is going on? Like, not straight away, but I realised where I am. I thought, oh, I'll go see my missus. I like, wonder why I'm in the spare room. I walk out the door and just like, bear in mind, I don't know. I've shit everywhere at this point. Walk in, all I can smell is shit. Like, really bad. So I walk into her room and go, what is that smell? What is going on? She was like, are you taking the piss? And I was like, no. Are, are you taking the shit? <laughs> uh, so I walk in like, what is going on? Like, um, what is that smell? That is awful. And then she explained to me every detail of what happened of that evening. I went on a family holiday. We went down there, had a few days. Uh, mine and my dad's birthday, so we spent like five days there. The one day, after I'd been out on the mega sesh, me and the missus, my birthday, got pissed up. Obviously, went to bed quite late, got up, still steaming, decided, oh, let's cook a bit of breakfast. So we've been to the shop and we bought, you know, bacon, sausages, eggs, all that sort of stuff. Nice. Breakfast items then, yeah? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Standard stuff. Yeah. Thanks for that. English breakfast in Spain. Getting ready, everything ready for breakfast. I thought, oh, there's a barbecue at the back. I'll, I'll get the barbecue on. Do the sausages on the barbie, grilled bacon, all that lark. So this is a decision you made whilst hungover? Yeah. Because in your head, you're the best chef ever. Yeah. Awesome. For those of you who don't know, I'm actually a professional chef. I put the barbecue on, got it fired up, I got the sausages on. Now these are those, you know, those like Frankfurt looking sausages, like not a lot of fat going on in them and whatever else. Lovely, just ticking over on the barbie. Nice golden brown colour, lovely. So I thought, right, I'll get the eggs on. On the barbie? Well, not in the barbie, I went inside. I was gonna say. Cracked open the eggs, got them in a bit of a mixing bowl, whisked them up. Went back outside, I thought, right, before I get the eggs on, I've got the pans on, got the pan, it's getting nice and hot, dropped the butter in there, it's ticking over. Straight back, I've jogged through the apartment, back out onto the, uh, it's a, on like a balcony. So I'm out on this balcony, open the barbie up, turn the sausages, I thought, right, I'll get the fucking bacon on. Get the bacon on, and go back in, chuck the eggs on. By the time the eggs are done, I'll come back out, bacon's done. So I get the bacon on. At this point, this is all logical. Yeah, this exactly, yeah. Sense. I'm thinking, all right, yeah, that's fine. So I put the bacon on, start making the scrambled egg. la di di la di da la da 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 da
So I go back, I thought, oh, fucking hell, I need to go check the bacon. I go outside and I cannot describe the height of the flames that were coming out of this barbecue. <laughs> the the, the, the set the barbecue on fire, the bacon's fucked, the sausages. Oh my God, the fire is all about the wall. Like it's hitting the top of like the veranda over the balcony. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. The veranda. Mate, I can't, I was going, oh shit. Okay, so I'm hanging, I'm sweating. I'm going, how do I put this out? So I've got a tea towel. I'm like, I'm whipping it, I'm whipping it. That fire ain't going out, man. And I start going. Who whips um, fire? Guys, um, guys, yeah, well I'll start whipping it. And then I realised halfway through whipping it, that I'm fanning it and I'm fanning it and the flames are getting bigger. And the, the fat's dripping off the bacon and mate, this ain't going anywhere. There's fat coming on the floor. There's fire on the floor. It's everywhere. I'm, I'm at this point. I'm panicking. I'm like, okay, it's hitting That's the ceiling. The worst situation to be in I'm about five stories yeah. up. I'm about five stories up. It was the penthouse on the top. It was over a little balcony. You just drop that in, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. One of them. Uh, the flames hitting the top of this veranda. I'm all up the wall. There's fire on the floor. I'm thinking the sunbeds are going to go up, the whole apartment's going to burn down, I don't know what I'm doing. So I was like, help, 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 guy! I'm screaming into the apartment. <laughs> all my family come out, they're all like, oh, fucking hell, what's going on, what's going on? Pull out the barbecue, it's still connected to the gas pipe. I was like, oh, shit, I need to get that off, it's going to blow, it's going to blow. Pop the gas pipe off, pulled it out of the way. Again, started fanning it, trying to get it down. I was like, well, I can't put water on it because it's a... It's a fat, it's a fat fueled fire. It's just gonna go. What I'm gonna do? Chuck the, I considered chucking the barbecue off the side of the balcony, but that'd be right. Yeah, but there's like a few Spanish people down there just cooking breakfast and stuff. I mean, I know, I know, yeah, I know they're used to starting <laughs> fires these days in few Catalonia. Catalan independence, <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Chuck the sand on it. Luckily, in the end, we managed to get it out. There was a hose pipe, and we just blasted it and blasted it. You know, it went out. It took a while. It went out in the end. Needless to say. Breakfast was fucked. You burnt the sausages, yeah. We had eggs on bread. I wasn't risking the toaster after that. And I'm literally a professional chef that can't do a fucking barbecue without like nearly burning <laughs> down yeah, the yeah, apartment block. Right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was a wrap for this week. I think we talked about enough controversial topics. I definitely gave my opinion on, well, Shamima Begum. Thank you very much for tuning in again. Really appreciate all the support that we've had so far. Uh, don't be shy if there's anything you think we should discuss just get in touch with us give us a shout also i'd like to know which one of our stories you thought was the most embarrassing so just just give us a whirl on that shout out to alex's brother carl is that his name yeah carl 16 year old carl he's designed us a logo absolutely out of nowhere uh showing us some appreciation your little champion cheers bud carl you're an absolute legend we love you very much Leave us a comment, drop us a message on at NewsWithBruiseUK. That's the Facebook and Instagram link. And at NewsWithBruise1 on Twitter. Right, cheers, guys. Ciao for now. See you next week. Bye.